Welcome everyone to a brand new episode of Nikolai's Kitchen. My name is Nick. This show is all about my journey of scratch-made food and positive energy. We're trying to make the world better one dish at a time. If this is your first time here, welcome. It's so, so wonderful to have you here. I hope that you're doing absolutely amazing and that by the end of this episode, you're feeling a little bit better about life, ready to get out there and ready to just take on the day. If you're a returning listener, welcome back. It is so, so amazing to have you here. Thank you so much for making me a part of your regular routine. I am so excited today to talk about something that I don't do well ever. Literally ever. I have failed it almost every time I've ever attempted it, but I succeeded doing Asian cooking following a recipe from Delicious Day on YouTube. And what an amazing recipe this was. I can't wait to break it down. I changed very little about it, like maybe a couple of things, but I'm really, really eager to get into it and talk about it, especially the basmati rice that I made with it because I made this homemade orange butter that I just infused with some orange juice, some orange zest. And let me tell you, it turned out absolutely fantastic. I'm super, super excited to talk about that. Super excited just to be here, just to be talking to you guys. I hope again, as I said, that you're doing amazing. I hope that everything is going really, really well for you. I hope that you had an amazing and super, super productive November. My November was fraught with frustration. Unfortunately, it's, I know I've talked about this on the show before, and it's something that longtime listeners, you know, friends of mine are definitely going to know about me from the jump, but I take on too much. And I know I do. And it's not that I intentionally do it for whatever reason. I just want to conquer the world it seems sometimes and I want to try to do so many different things all at the same time as if there are three of me and none of the three of me needs any sleep and I will set myself up for failure time and again it's inevitable and it usually happens in November of every single year because November is nano November is NaNoWriMo uh, which is National Novel Writing Month if you don't know And I love to write. It's what I went to school for. It's what I'm most passionate about in the world, probably besides cooking. Like, seriously, I'm so, so passionate about writing. And the goal is to write a novel of 50,000 words or part of a novel of 50,000 words. And I've won a few times. I've completed it a few times. And this year, just coming off of my moves, just getting up here, I knew it was going to be a little bit of a challenge, especially like the show was 
off and audio listeners, I'm holding up the air quotes right now. Uh, I was off for the month, but I was redesigning a lot of stuff in the background behind the scenes, prepping for the thing that you're watching. If you're watching this right now on YouTube, I was, you know, looking into getting a graphic designer to design some new artwork for the show. The show needs kind of a new look. I was downloading and licensing music so I could just check out, just changing up the sound profile of the show. You know, I've been using the same kind of royalty-free Kevin McLeod stuff that you see and hear in like everything else. So I've been trying to really form a unique identity for myself out here in digital space because I want to reach as many people as I can with these messages of positivity. And at the same time, I was also still putting out quick bites every single week. Now, quick bites, they are quick to record. They're quick to edit. They're quick to throw together, but they still take time. And meanwhile, I've got a full-time job. Meanwhile, I worked every single weekend in November, except for Thanksgiving weekend, every single weekend, full days, full days. Well, maybe not the first weekend, but you know, I worked every single weekend because I'm trying to just get ahead on things now and pay down debts and just kind of trying to knock things out. Plus the holidays are coming and between all the working, working the full-time job, you know, being here and, and, and cooking meals and, you know, doing normal household things, getting out for walks. I was trying to do 50 miles in November to raise awareness for St. Jude's uh, Children's Research Hospital, which was the Patreon donation that I made for the month as well. So if you're a patron, 10% of my proceeds every single month go to charity. And I donated to St. Jude's and then I matched it. And then I donated even more for the mileage that I was going to do. And I hit about 80% of my goals for the month. And I can't help but feel so defeated, so destroyed, so broken, so frustrated and I know I do it to myself. I know I set myself up for failure because working a full-time job, then working weekends, then, you know, having a girlfriend and, you know, spending time with her, spending time with her daughter, spending time doing stuff for the show, spending time just talking to friends and doing other things on social media. Granted, I'm not trying to get out like a lot or anything, you know, but trying to stay connected to other people and do other things as socially as I possibly can, even if it is virtually just trying to do all sorts of things and then adding 50 miles and 50,000 words on top of it. I always, always, always overload my plate. I set myself up to fail and then I fail. And when I inevitably fail, I crash and I burn and I get so depressed. The last two days of this month, I couldn't, I, I hit a wall in my writing because I've just been kind of picking at chunks of novels you know, to try to write different pieces of them. And I really, really need to take a good couple of weeks and really kind of crunch down and assemble everything new and get everything streamlined. So it's easier for me to write. It's easier for me to have a stream of consciousness. It's like craziness. You guys listen to this and think about how frenetic my energy is and how all over the place I sound sometimes when I'm recording this. Well, that's just how my brain works literally all the time. There are a thousand different threads tied to a thousand different things, and those thousand different things are tied to a thousand other things. Everything is going so many different directions because I so often, so often I will get on here and I will espouse the advice that I give to you guys, and I will try to get out there and, and just tell people to live their best life and to believe in yourselves and to keep pushing forward and to keep working hard and 
to not give up on yourself and then I don't do it. I do these positivity segments and I want them to reach other people. I want other people to hear them and I want other people to see them. And I want you to take something away from this. And then I fail. So I do these for me more than anybody else because I need to stare at myself in the face or in my recording software right now in the camera, whatever it is, I need to stare myself in the face and I need to say, Nick, stop it. Just slow down. I, I so often am just overwhelmed by this thought of what happens if I die tomorrow. And I don't want to get morbid or anything, but I ask myself sometimes, have I accomplished, have I done everything that I want to do in my life? If I were to check out early and I don't want to check out early, I got plans to be here for a long time. I got so much to do, but you know, I, 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 I just have so much in my head and in my heart that I want to get out there that I'm trying desperately to pour out of me, but there's only so much that I can possibly pour out at any one given time. And it's really, really hard for me to unload the plate. I get the plate in front of me and I'm stacking it up and I, it's, it's really easy for me to kind of liken this with my weight loss too, because I lost 125 pounds because I stopped doing that with food and it worked. I cut the sugar. I dropped the sugar. I stopped eating anything with added sugar. I started watching my portions. I am someone that I have had the most massive appetite. I was going to say amazing, I think. A massive, amazassive, amazing, massive. I don't know. I don't know what I was going to say. I don't know where I was going with that. My dad, if you ever meet my dad or if you have met my dad, he will regale you at some point with the story of how I ate eight and a half half chickens. I was like 18, 17 at the time. I think it was 17. Still, though, that's my appetite. That's always been my appetite. And one of the biggest things that I needed to do aside from drop the sugar was I needed to stop loading up that plate. I would eat healthy. I would cook from scratch. I wouldn't eat a lot of sweets or a lot of sugary things or a lot of fatty foods or anything like that. You know, I'd make uh, just some chicken, just some chicken, just some pan seared chicken breast, maybe make a wrap or two. Well, four ounces of chicken is like 320 calories. So if you're still eating four chicken breasts in a sitting, you know, you gotta unload some stuff off the plate. So if you're somebody that's listening to this and you're somebody who's nodding along or you're watching this and you're like, yeah, that sounds a lot like me, like put the plate down. And I ask you to do that metaphorically and physically. Like if it's something, if you're struggling with weight, like I used to and still do, like I've been plateaued for like 10 months now, like I'm still down significantly from my peak, but I still have more I want to lose, but I'm just hanging on that plateau like eternally. And is it because I'm not maybe pushing as hard as I could, or is it because I'm not unloading the plate enough? Is it because I'm not taking enough off of it? Yeah. It's nobody's fault, but this guy, I don't have anybody to blame, but the guy in the mirror for all of this, for, for all of this stuff. And we so often in life are the architects of our own demise, but I urge you and I beg you to not let that be your fate. Take the plate, metaphorical, physical, whatever it is, and put it down in front of you and just look at it. 
or just take a moment and think about what's on that plate. Do I have to do all of this right now? Is there a better way? Can I delegate some of this? Can I schedule some of this and do some of it like maybe a day or two a week? Can I find a way to make it so that I can breathe? I miss doing yoga so much because yoga, if nothing else, it taught me to breathe. And I don't mean it. It taught me to literally, but it taught me to let go of things. It taught me to just let it all out, to get on the mat and the whole world just disappeared. I meant to snap there and I flicked my fingers instead. There we go. (laughs) That's my lot. And I struggle so much with it all of the time. But this is my reality check saying, man, you've got to do something because I, I, I will work myself to the point of exhaustion and I'll burn myself out so much, so quickly, so easily. Because I never stop putting stuff on that plate. Put the plate down. You don't have to put so much on your plate. It's okay if you just did 80%. If you just did 60, if you just did 40, if you just did something, it's better than doing nothing. 40 miles isn't 50. No, it's not. But it's still a heck of a lot more than zero. 40,000 words isn't 50,000, but it's still a heck of a lot more than 10,000, 20,000. I think I was going to say twin, 10, I don't know. Words get mished up in my brain. I'm already like two sentences ahead of where I'm thinking when I'm speaking. It's, you know, I mash things up in my head sometimes and I'm sorry for that. 80% better than nothing. You're not nothing. What you have accomplished is not nothing. So if you've taken something recently, or if you've tried to do something recently and you haven't done as much of it as you want to, or you haven't been able to attack it with the full energy that you need and that you have, that's okay. Don't punish yourself for it. Don't hate yourself for it. Don't get depressed and upset and beat yourself up for it because you still did something. And if you're struggling right now to even do something, then take the moment, take the time, pause with me right now, whatever you're doing, wherever you are, if you're driving, please don't stop in the middle of the highway, but you know, wherever you are, whenever you are right now, or whenever you can just take a moment with me and just breathe. One more time. Just let it go. If you did something, something is okay. It's okay to not knock it out of the park every single day, every single time. And if you haven't made that first step yet, then just Take a few breaths. Take a few moments. Think about what it is you need to take those steps. And then be brave. Live. I learned that from M. 
Thank you so much for that advice. I've never seen Buffy the Vampire Slayer, which we talk about in the Patreon episode. If you want to listen to that full conversation, it really what we talked about so much more than there was in the edited cut. So make sure you go check that out on Patreon if you want the full uh, uncut version of it. But be brave. Live. Because ultimately, in the end, you do only get one shot at this. You only get one go round. That's why I want to spend as much time as I can while I'm here loving, being positive, doing things like this, putting positivity, putting goodness out there and telling you that no matter what, you are amazing. And that I believe in you. If you're someone who has struggled like me and you're someone who maybe you tried nano and you only got 20,000 words, maybe you tried to start a new exercise routine and you got a few days into it and you got overwhelmed and you got frustrated because you looked at yourself in the mirror and those results never, 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 never show up as fast as you want them to. But it's okay. It's okay. Just breathe. I believe in you and I believe in your ability to do great and amazing things with this life, to love unconditionally, to give as much of yourself as you feel comfortable or as possible to something bigger than you. No matter what, promise me you will never, ever give up on yourself. Ever. Never, never, never give up. And I'll never give up on you. We're going to take a quick break. I'm going to play some music here. I really hope you guys are enjoying the way that I'm trying to kind of change up the musical uh, the musical style of the show. Because I really, really love music. Music something that really speaks to me. And I want it to speak to you. Like kind of the 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 feeling that I'm having when I'm recording. I want you to be part of that. So thank you so, so much. I really, really appreciate all that you do. You are amazing. Stay tuned. Don't go anywhere. When the break is over, we're coming back and we're talking about orange chicken and basmati rice. You don't want to miss this. I literally still can't believe that I made it and that it tasted amazing. Cannot believe it. I'm going to tell you all about it right after this. everyone and thank you so so much for hanging out this episode of Nikolai's kitchen i cannot wait to talk to you guys about this recipe i am terrified of asian food because i am terrible at making it all of my attempts at doing asian food in the past have been to some degree or another failures complete and utter failures and it's been such a struggle for me to to try to get an Asian dish right that I have really, really steered like very, very far clear of them. And 
that's something that I aim to change. And one of the biggest things, especially this season of the show, that I'm really aiming to do is to challenge myself to get outside of my comfort zone to try more things that I have never done before, try more things that I'm not familiar with. And this kind of came to me on a whim, like almost by accident, really, because I did fried chicken, which has not been featured in the show yet, but will be within the next few weeks. So make sure you stay tuned for that buttermilk fried chicken. Whew. Unbelievable how good it turned out. I can't wait to talk to you guys about it. Like real legit deep frying. I love my air fryer. Christine was like, Nick, where's the air fryer? Because I've been doing some deep frying lately. Nothing wrong with deep frying in moderation. You can't deep fry three meals a week. <laughs> you shouldn't anyway, probably. But I am just trying new things. And I would love, I would love to try a version of this recipe in the air fryer. Because I tried to make a General So's chicken once in the air fryer. Now, the sauce was just terrible. You cannot, I, I, I have tried so hard to replicate like a good General So's. Have not been able to nail a good sauce. But the chicken itself was pretty decent. You basically cube it up, dust it in cornstarch, and then air fry it. It gets super crispy in the air fryer. So you could definitely do this in the air fryer. So keep that in mind with the frying step, but you're not going to want to make the batter if you do that. You're going to probably only want to do rice flour and cornstarch as well. You probably wouldn't want to do the regular flour in there, but that's just me. I will concept that, and I will get back to you on that in a later date. But what I decided to make... Uh, this randomly popped up in my YouTube feed because I had been searching for a lot of fried chicken recipes and all of a sudden there it was orange chicken, specifically Panda Express orange chicken. I don't know what Panda Express is. I know it's like a, it's like a chain of like Chinese restaurants or Asian food restaurants. I'm not a hundred percent sure. I've never been to one Panda Express orange chicken from a YouTube channel called delicious day. As soon as I saw this recipe pop up in my feed, I knew I had to make it. I knew I did. So this recipe is very, very largely based on that recipe. But I did, of course, make a few of my own tweaks, namely to the marinade and namely to also adding the zest of the oranges. Like her recipe only used the juice of one orange. It's very small. It's basically for like a pound of chicken. Uh, and I doubled this up for about two pounds. But I added the zest and juice of two oranges just to the marinade and then that much also to the sauce. I really wanted to amp up the orange, the citrus flavor in this because I feel like it wouldn't have been nearly enough with just the juice from one orange split between the marinade and the orange sauce. So keep that in mind when you're checking this out. I honestly, I, I, I loved this so, so much. I thought this turned out absolutely beyond words incredible. I was blown away by it. And even with just one teaspoon of chili powder, it had a bit of a kick to it. You could definitely play around and add like some fresh chilies to this or something like that and really make this a spicy knockout. I think I'm absolutely going to next time I make it just because I'd really love to see where else this recipe can go. But this is a lot of stuff to break down, so stay with me here. This is what you're going to need to make orange chicken with basmati rice. The basmati rice I made with an orange butter. And this was because of an offhanded comment that Avery made that she went to a restaurant with her dad and had something with orange butter. And I was like, I bet I could make orange butter. And I didn't even look up a recipe. I just had an orange. I juiced it. I zested it, I took a stick of butter, I left it out, softened it, added a teaspoon of white sugar, half of a teaspoon of salt, 
juice and zest of that orange stick of butter just mixed it all together pretty good pretty pretty good i mean it's it does what it says on the tin it's orange butter <laughs> simple pimple but i just i made it and that's what i put in the basmati rice when i made it and it infuses the rice with this beautiful just light like fragrant citrus like it's not like that like acidity of citrus because it cooks that out of it but you basically you're just kind of left with that like think of like somebody just using like an orange kind of spray or something in the home just like that beautiful kind of candied orange just aroma wafting around the house uh it was amazing the rice i mean as much as i'm going to talk about the chicken here as much as i'm going to break down the chicken and i'm not going to break down the rice recipe per se it's rice i made it the way it says on the on the package but i will include the rice instructions in the show notes if you want to check that out but i didn't do anything fancy with the rice i literally prepared it as directed but in order to make the chicken you are going to need four large chicken breasts this is about two pounds of chicken you're going to cube that up into roughly about a half an inch cubes you need two tablespoons of crushed garlic. Please use a garlic press if you have it. The reason why I say this is because when I made the marinade for mine, I chopped it and I didn't chop it small enough. And I love garlic, mind you. But what happened in the frying process is some of the garlic in the batter just got stuck to the chicken. And then when you would take a bite of chicken, you just get a big hit of garlic. Now, like I said, this isn't a problem for me. I'm fine with it. I loved it, but if you wanted to kind of get that flavor better distributed throughout your marinade, you're going to want to crush it, use a garlic press, like I said. You're going to need the juice and zest of two oranges, two teaspoons of salt, one teaspoon of black pepper, and one teaspoon of turmeric. For your orange sauce, you are going to need one teaspoon of ground ginger or crushed fresh ginger. Again, crush it, don't chop it. You're going to need one teaspoon of chipotle chili powder, or honestly, you could do a teaspoon, two teaspoons, a tablespoon even. Uh, get some fresh, like just like some, some hot red chilies or something like that. Chuck whatever you want in this. This is something where you could really play with that heat because you're going to have the contrasting kind of acidity of the citrus. You're going to have the sweetness of the half a cup of brown sugar, which is the next ingredient that you're going to chuck in here. You could really play with this a lot. So like I said, a half a cup of brown sugar is the next ingredient. Then the juice and zest of two oranges, again, a half a cup of rice vinegar. Now, the Delicious Day recipe does not specify the type of vinegar, but I felt a more subtle vinegar and especially a rice vinegar. And it's an Asian recipe, so I assumed it was rice vinegar. I don't know if something else, like maybe a white wine vinegar or something like that you could sub in here. Not, not like a strong pungent vinegar, like an apple cider vinegar, though. And also a quarter of a cup of low sodium soy sauce. If you just use regular soy sauce or regular loy sauce, whatever you do, chuck it in there. You're also going to need to prepare a cornstarch slurry for this. And that is basically two tablespoons of cornstarch and a quarter of a cup of cold water. For the batter for your chicken, you're going to need a third of a cup of all-purpose flour, two-thirds of a cup of rice flour, and a third of a cup of cornstarch. And then you're going to need a quarter of a cup of water and you're going to need maybe a little bit more depending on the consistency. This should be a very, very thick, runny, like almost like brownie batter kind of batter. It's going to be very, very thick. If you're deep frying this, you're going to need a gallon of your preferred frying oil. I do a blend of peanut and vegetable. And then you're going to need a deep frying thermometer if you have one. If you don't have one, please, for the love of God, get one. It has changed my life in terms of deep frying. I tried to deep fry with one before, and the problem is, is the oil gets way too hot, and then it gets way too cold, and you can't gauge where it is unless you're really, really good and familiar with deep frying, which I'm not. 
All right. So as I said, the instructions for the race are going to be down in the show notes. Let's talk about prepping for this chicken. First things first, you're going to need to prepare your marinade. Chop up all your chicken into the chunks and then combine all the ingredients with your marinade and the chicken into a bowl, mix it all together, cover that up and stick it in the fridge for four to six hours or until you're ready to make dinner. Don't leave it overnight. That's too long. But four to six hours should be fine. The delicious day recipe only says 30 minutes. And I'm not going to lie. I want those flavors to really penetrate into that meat. And chicken is not very marinade friendly. It doesn't take to it very quickly. So a half an hour, you're not really going to get the flavor in there the way that I feel you should. Once it's time to prepare this dish, get a large Dutch oven or stock pot, put that on the stove and add your oil in and then get your deep fry thermometer on the side of the pot. You're gonna combine all the ingredients for the sauce in a large bowl and then whisk that together until it's combined and then just set it aside. Then you're gonna prepare your cornstarch slurry, combine the cornstarch and cold water, the two tablespoons of cornstarch and the cold water. Whisk that together until it's combined and then set that aside until later. Make sure it's cold water you don't want to do this with hot water because it will start to seize up and clump up and you will never, ever get it to mix together. Whenever you're adding cornstarch to thicken any kind of a sauce, that's always a good rule of thumb. I did not know that. Uh, like way back in the day when I first started using cornstarch for stuff, I just make a hot sauce and then just why would I mix it with cold water? Just whip a tablespoon of it in there and mix it. No, 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 no. Because I, 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 I don't know if it's hydrophobic or exactly what property it is that it takes on. But once it hits that heat, forget it. Like it clumps up and it's like impossible to break up those clumps. So at this point, you're going to turn your oil on mid high and start heating up the oil. My oil, my pot, like I have a, a, a tall little stock pot that I use takes ages, takes ages. It does take a while to heat it up over the stove. So keep that in mind. You're going to combine your three flours, the rice flour, the cornstarch and the all purpose flour into a bowl. Just whisk that together until it's combined. And then you're going to add your water in, stirring it until it's nice and thick. Again, this should be really, really thick, like brownie batter, waffle batter. Think of that kind of thing. You're going to add your chicken to the bowl. Shake off any excess marinade, garlic, all that extra stuff. You just want the chicken here. Stir everything together until it's well combined and the chicken's really, really well coated. This batter is very thick. It will not have an issue sticking to the chicken. I promise you. So once your oil hits 350 degrees, you are ready to fry or on delicious day, she just drops a couple of drops of batter into it and they pop up to the surface done in a second or two, which I did the same thing at 350 and that's when it popped up for me. I tried to do it before that. It took four to five seconds. So wait until your oil hits 350 and then you're going to do your chicken in batches. I did two batches here. And you're only going to do it for about two to three minutes. Make sure you add your chicken a chunk at a time. Don't just drop a whole handful of it in there all clumped together because it will all stick together and it won't come apart. If you add it one piece at a time, there will still be some clumping, but it's easy to kind of break them up because you added them all separately. So you're only going to do these for two or three minutes. Remove them from the heat. Finish all of your batches of chicken. Remove the last one to rest. And then while that's resting, keep heating your oil up to 375. Once it hits 375, all of your chicken goes in now. All of it. Only do one batch here for the final fry because they're all separated now. So basically, you just need to finish them and you're going to get them another two or three minutes or until they get super, super, super golden brown and amazingly crispy. I'm not like, even kidding. Like I've never had chicken this crispy before ever. It was incredible. 
So basically, once your chicken's done, remove it from the oil, and then you're going to put it on either like a platter that's lined with paper towels or on a drying rack. Let it rest. Let some of that excess oil come out of there and move on to make your sauce. Remove the oil from the heat. Get it out of your way. You're done with it. So you're going to get a large skillet and turn that on to medium heat, and then you're going to add your sauce in there, stirring this pretty regularly. Once the sauce starts to simmer around the edges of the pan, you're going to keep stirring this to make sure it doesn't burn. There's all the sugar from the citrus and there's the sugar from the dark brown sugar in there. This will burn if you just let it sit. So make sure you're stirring this pretty consistently. Start adding in your cornstarch slurry just a little bit at a time, stirring it to incorporate it. It's going to thicken pretty quickly. So make sure you add more water if you need to at some point. Well, once your last slurry is done, cook this for just about a minute to cook like the cornstarchiness out of it. It's going to turn, it's going to get that beautiful sheen that you get with these kinds of sauces and it's going to just look and smell amazing. Turn off the heat and now is when you're going to add your chicken to the pan and then just stir and toss until all of that chicken is just coated with this amazingly beautiful sauce. I'm not kidding. Look at the photos of this that I posted for the uh, show art for this episode. It turned out beyond my wildest expectations. It was absolutely incredible. There was so much sauce. It clung to all that chicken so, so beautifully. There was not like a ton of extra sauce, like just a little but it was so flavorful. It was so rich, so citrusy. The orange, again, the orange, and you're really, you're bringing out the oils and the orange zest as well as all that orange juice that's in there. I really wanted something that was like really good and orangey. If you want something that's more in line with the delicious day recipe, cut the oranges in half, one for the marinade and one for the sauce, but I wouldn't recommend it. I would recommend definitely sticking with orange 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 i love orange i want to do like a lemon version of this i really really think you could rock like a lemon chicken with this i i'm so like i over the moon at how amazing this turned out and it again this is what this show is all about is opening my mind to all the amazing possibilities of food i love it so so much So four ounces of this chicken you're going to get about eight four ounce servings of this and you're going to get four cups of rice Uh, 356 calories per serving for the chicken. That's with the sauce. That's everything together. So that's a four ounce serving of chicken. And then it's about 200 calories once you include the butter and everything like that for the basmati rice for a half a cup. Okay. So all told about 550 calories for like a nice little pile of rice and a whole bunch of chicken on top of it. This is so, so, so good. Please. I mean, if, if you've never, if you've never, You have to try this. You have, have, have to try this. I promise you, you are going to absolutely fall in love with this. And I'm just so over the moon because this was really at 41 and a half, almost the first really ultra, like the, the first Asian dish I've made where I was like, I did such a great job. And that turned out so, so good. I was so amazed. I could not believe that this turned out as good as it did. Please give this a try and please let me know what you think. Head to social media, hit me up at Nikolai's Kitchen or hit the dining room, the group on Facebook, the links for everything down in the show notes. Hit it and let me know what you thought of this recipe. That is going to do it for another episode of Nikolai's Kitchen. You are amazing. Be kind to yourselves. No matter what you do, be kind to yourselves. Believe in yourselves. 
Don't go through life doubting yourself and telling yourself you can't and telling yourself that you're a failure because you're not a failure. You are amazing who you are and what you do. Never, ever, ever give up on you. Thank you so much for listening. And thank you so much for coming on this journey with me. Nikolai's Kitchen wouldn't be possible without the contributions of my amazing patrons. Thank you so much to M, Deb, Sam, and Chris. And a very special thank you to my VIP patrons, Krista, Jared, Caleb, Dan, and Bill. Learn more and sign up today at patreon.com slash Kitchen.